Next on BYU Sports Nation, the 2014 roadmap for BYU hoops all set to go. A non-conference field of gems put together by Dave Rose. BYU basketball signee Peyton Dastrup joins us live. Why he chose BYU over Ohio State and what he brings to the program. Plus, one of the most exciting players to ever don a BYU football uniform. You punt, you die. James die on the show. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. You say James I, and I just smile. That How can you was not? so fun How to watch. How can you not? And now his son Trey is coming this fall to play for BYU. Wednesday, awesome. June 11th. What is up? I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who cried multiple times during fried green tomatoes, Jerem Jordan. That's not true. Although in Apollo 13, when I was like 12, <laughs> and they didn't know if they had landed or not, and then they did, I think I cried in the theater. I'm like 12 years old, though. That's wow, you that's do. impressive as a 12-year-old. You're yeah. a guy who really enjoys the cinema. I love America. <laughs> Wherever and however you may be joining us, great to have you with us. So, fantastic message we get on Facebook this, this morning. This is awesome. A BYU Sports <laughs> Nation sign displayed on a cubicle in a work office with this insignia from David Woolsey. He says, this used to be the view from my manager's office. And you can see the BYU Sports Nation sign. He's a Crimson Club member, he says, of his University manager. Of Shortly after I put this up, the cube transfer I'd been requesting for months was approved. Coincidence? <laughs> I prefer to think it was karma. Thanks, BYU Sports Nation. You that, are welcome, hey, David. That's what we do. We get your cubicle switched. That's what we do <laughs> on BYU Sports Nation. The karma has, has spread itself to places we never Oh, uh, If you want a cubicle transfer and your manager is a Crimson Club member, get just BYU. do this. I'm not sure how he got that sign, by the way. That's fantastic. I, I'm glad he got the sign. I'm thinking Show maybe he was at our bookstore remote? live okay. remote. I don't know. Yeah, the BYU store. Yeah, Formerly right. called the bookstore. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's great stuff. So thanks to David for sending in that. And going back to the cinema, Jeremy, I saw a really sad movie last night. I guarantee you would cry in it. A Fault in Our Stars. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a crier in movies, but it, uh, oof. yeah, that was, it was, it was a tearjerker. It's tough for me to transition to like any other movie after that. Like, hey, Transformers is coming out in two weeks <laughs> and I can't wait. New trailer this morning. <laughs> We did watch that, Yahoo. and you tweeted it out. That's an integral part of our pre-production meetings, is watching something that has nothing to do with anything. Zero. Yeah. Just, just to juice us up, 7.30 in the morning. Gets Let's us go. going. Gets us going. Hey, join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN. Link up across BYU Sports Nation wherever, whenever, and for goodness sake, have an opinion in today's Twitter topic. Okay, we're, gonna, we're going to uh, announce and address the BYU non-conference basketball schedule. So we ask you, how will BYU Hoops' non-conference schedule help or hurt the Cougars this year? Use the hashtag BYUSN to weigh in on Twitter and possibly have your tweets uh, shown on screen. First tweet already uh, in, and it's from at Jensen Sky. It will help overall, but the Stanford and UMass games during Christmas break might hurt the roar of Cougar student section attendance. Hashtag shave the mustache. And that's that's eventually it'll happen. That's it. We it's cannot get, right we now. cannot get through a tweet without some some reference to that. I agree. Fantastic upper hair lip. Yes, something like that. <laughs> upper lip hair. I agree. I with, said that wrong. I agree with that tweet because uh, those those games are December twentieth and twenty third. That's after finals have ended. That's a little tougher for the Rock to get there because people go home for Christmas. People will be there. Are you kidding me? Everyone it's else UMass needs to show up. And Stanford. Yeah, people those are great will be there. Games. 
Listen to the show noon Eastern on BYU Radio, Sirius XM Channel 143, simulcast live on BYU TV and on BYUtv.org. On this Wednesday, I invite you to rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic 1. Scheduling for success. A 15-2 run. BYU holding for the final shot. Final three seconds. Hawes contested. Hits a three. Off one leg. As the buzzer sounds in a fitting end of the first half. What a great game that was against Gonzaga. Tyler Hawes taking over at the end of the one first footer. half. But listen, BYU men's basketball coach Dave Rose made his 2014 non-conference schedule official yesterday. 13 non-conference games, seven of them home at the Marriott Center, two on the road, and four neutral. Quality non-conference opponents include the likes of the Maui Invitational with teams like Arizona, Kansas State, Missouri, Pittsburgh, Purdue. We're not sure who BYU will play in Hawaii, but we know that they're going to get at least one, probably two, notable opponents when they're playing on the island. Four of those teams played in the NCAA tournament. Four Four of them. Arizona yeah. was a number one seed. They're going to be ranked. Elite eight. They're going to be a top ten team. Kansas State, Pitt, San Diego State. Okay, now you're guaranteed other non-conference opponents like Stanford, UMass, and that Utah game, Utah's a better basketball team. That, that will be a good win, and it will be a good win when BYU beats them in the Marriott Center. There's, uh, there's some heck to pay in that one in Provo uh, in the Marriott <laughs> Center December 10th. I like this schedule. BYU... Uh, kicks off the season, Cougar tip-off October 29th, exhibitions November 1st and 8th. The season begins against uh, Long Beach State on November 14th. So BYU has three straight home games, two of which are back-to-back days, by the way, November 18th against Arkansas Little Rock. The most they famous, did that last year, too. They did that they, last they year, did too. A, yeah. yeah, two home games in a row. The most famous uh, alumnus from Arkansas Little Rock, by the way, the new head coach of the New York Knicks, Derek, Derek Fisher. Fisher. Southern Virginia, some people call it BYU East. Some people, like me, uh, play <laughs> Southern Virginia November 19th. Uh, and then the Maui Invitational, the week of uh, Thanksgiving. Eastern Kentucky on November 20th. They were, they were an NCAA tournament team last year. Oh, by the way. Yeah. So there are, At there Utah are State good... is your first road game. There are only two true road games on this schedule. Which brings us to the stat of the day. Yes, it does. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Zero. BYU doesn't play a non-conference road game outside the state of Utah this year. (laughs) They play at Utah State December 2nd, at Weber State December 13th. And listen, the Spectrum is a really difficult place to play, but still not having to travel outside of the state. That's nice. There are neutral side games like you mentioned, the three in Maui and then against Hawaii at Energy Solutions Arena, home of the Utah Jazz, December 6th. But I like it. I like BYU's schedule. Now, the question for us before the show was, is this, is this uh, better, tougher, tough enough than compared to last year? Will it help hurt, which is our Twitter question? I think it will help, and here's why. BYU played a tough non-conference schedule a year ago. A really tough non-conference schedule. That helped schedule. them get a 10 seed in the NCAA tournament. That's what had me on the tournament train every stinking day on this show. Okay? The RPI. Please please, oh, no, I was going to no. say, please don't play the horn. <laughs> we heard enough of that. No, let's hear plenty of that is what I mean. You look at last year's schedule. BYU played four ranked teams in non-conference last year. Stanford uh, was a uh, not a ranked team, but a good win for BYU. The close loss to Iowa State, lost to Wichita State, lost to UMass, lost to Oregon. BYU went one and four in the most no- in the five most notable non-conference games. This year, BYU has some home games, baby. Uh, Utah, Stanford, UMass. 
And then the new, the toughest games will be neutral. All it's, hail Dave Rose for putting together another roadmap to success. He yes. understands what it takes to get noticed, to get exposure, and to get, most importantly, back to the NCAA tournament. He told us about this very thing back in media day in October before the 2013-14 season. Listen to this. I want our guys to have the opportunity to play a schedule that allows them to get to the NCAA tournament. I mean, I, uh, as much as, as we're focused on winning conference championship, what fans want is for their team to play in the NCAA tournament. And BYU got in as a 10 seed against Oregon, and it wasn't close. Despite going 8-5 and five in non-conference play. They were 8-7 and seven at one point in the season, and they got in because they scheduled tough. Tougher than last year for 20, like when you look at this year's schedule, the approaching one, is it tougher than last year? No. Hard to know without the Maui games. Like if you're playing Arizona, San Diego State, and Pitt. I just don't think Iowa State, Wichita State, Texas, Stanford, UMass, Oregon, like Uh, that. Sorry, I forgot Texas in that list of top five games from last year. That was BYU's best win of the season, period. Is it better than last year? I think it is better because of what you mentioned, the home games. You have good a better teams chance to get some wins in the Marriott Center. You have more opportunity for success and notable wins in non-conference play. Stanford and Texas last year, Stanford was a true road game. They it ended was up the second going game to the, of the season. They went to the Sweet 16. That was Texas a great was a neutral site game. But now I would you call can, Stanford an instant classic by the way. I would too. 112 <laughs> points, are you kidding me? Uh BYU can earn three <laughs> solid non-conference wins in the Marriott Center. They had, like, one really good home game last year, and that Iowa was Iowa State. State. They lost it. by two. Yeah. That would have that been a nice win, but BYU still got a 10 seed without it. BYU has more of these games at home, which is good. And by the way, Jamal Ates, uh, UNLV transfer, eligible December 20th versus Stanford. That's the first game he can play. That's like Matt Carlino playing against, against Baylor. number six Baylor, which was the day my sister got married. I had my iPhone outside the Salt Lake Temple watching that while we took pictures. So, and it was freezing. It was December 17th. And my brother-in-law was like, sorry, you had to miss the game. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, I made too dagger, big a deal about dagger, it. Dagger, dagger, dagger. And Brandon Davies got blocked in mm, on the three-point attempt. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was a bummer for sure. That was a great home game in December. Let's go back to the Twitter machine. Karen, read the question again, please. How will BYU Hoops' non-conference schedule help or hurt the Cougars this year? At Leif Peebler says, Clearly, BYU's non-conference schedule helps. The NCAA committee rewards tough schedules, as we saw with BYU's 10 seed last season. I love everyone that doubted me last year. I see too many losses, man. You're delusional, are you, Spencer. Are you still You're delusional. The, you still need to affirm yourself after that? You got affirmed on Selection Sunday, I'm dude. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. He knows what he's doing, and I'm talking about Dave Rose, okay? You can lose games and not be penalized as long as you compete. You need to win. Well, hold on. You can't just compete in all of them. You have to win some of them. You have to beat Stanford and Texas. This year, you have to beat Stanford and UMass and Utah and get a win at Utah State is always tough, but they're not going to be as good. Everybody transfers. BYU got two quality non-conference wins last year. Two quality non-conference wins. They were eight and seven, but because they had scheduled so tough in the beginning. Yes. It helped them in the end. It and did. that is what's going to happen here. But they're not just going to win two non-conference games. They're going to win more because they're home. I hope BYU goes 10-3 uh, and three in non-conference play this year as opposed to 8-5. and five. I think that would be good. 
Absolutely. With a couple notable wins. Keep your responses coming using the hashtag BYUSN. Let's scan the rest of BYU Sports Nation for other trending topics. We'll start with our boy Taylor Sander. He's going to join Jonathan Tavernari in Italy. We don't know where with JT, but Taylor, Taylor Sander's going to get paid. Uh, Taylor, BYU, uh, BYU's great volleyball player, signed a professional contract to play for Italian team Calzadonia Verona. Yeah, everyone knows that Calzadonia one. Verona. Yeah, something like that. Sanders currently playing with Team USA this week in Chicago against Serbia in the World League. So congrats say, to Taylor. How do you say Sander from the back line in Italian? Uh, don't know. Let's ask <laughs> Giuseppe, our homeboy, statistician <laughs> yes. on the team. Some BYU football news. John Raheem Peoples granted a transfer uh, waiver, if you will, release. and a mm-hmm. release. He will not be playing for BYU anymore. That's a bummer. 6'4", 339. I thought that he could be a really good nose tackle, maybe an NFL draft pick at some point. People are like, oh, no, well, what's that do to BYU? However, BYU's got depth there. Yeah. They're good. They are, they are solid at the nose tackle position. Up next, why did Peyton Dasher pick BYU over the Ohio State University? The BYU basketball signee joins us live. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jaron Jordan live from Studio B. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. It is weekdays, noon Eastern on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. You can also follow the show on YouTube. It's this brand new thing. You can like watch videos on it. It's fantastic. Uh, YouTube.com slash BYU TV Sports. We cut up the interviews from each day if you just want those. YouTube.com slash BYU TV Sports. Our Twitter question today is, how will BYU Hoops' non-conference schedule help or hurt the Cougars this year? We saw what it did for BYU getting into the NCAA tournament last year. I think it's going to be another great run, but even better because they have quality non-conference opponents at home this year. I love the challenge. I think that it's akin to what football is doing, which is ramping up the schedule, making making a little tougher. Yes, there will be some losses in there, and that's fine. But what if there's not? What if there's only a couple losses? Now you're talking about something special. At Beck to Harley and BYU says a strong non-conference schedule only helps, especially when Wait, you at win Beck, at Beck to Harley and BYU. At Beck to Harley and BYU. Yes, that's at great. Beck to Harley and BYU. <laughs> A strong non-conference schedule only helps, especially when you win and when you're trying to get ranked. Will BYU basketball be ranked at any point in the upcoming season? I would love it. Man, it's about time, right? Let's let's get back there. Isn't it about time? Time, yes. Our first guest today, BYU basketball signee center Peyton Dastrup, in town for camps. Peyton, what's up, man? Not much. Just here, enjoying the campus, enjoying the weather. It's a lot better here than in Mesa. Um, getting to be, <laughs> getting to coach the camps, getting to be with the kids. Um, worked out with the guys this morning, so I'm really enjoying it. Wait, you don't want to be in 120 degree weather in Arizona right now? Mm, no. Okay, <laughs> it's for every season. But I'll allow summer. it. Exactly. My mom lives in Goodyear, Arizona, and I love going there, just hang out at the pool. But yeah, there's there's a point where it's a little too hot. Yeah, it's yeah, it's toasty. Yeah. Listen, there was much rejoicing across BYU Sports Nation when you decided to join BYU basketball and say no to the Ohio State University. What, I mean, I know it's complicated, but can you simplify what went into that process for our listeners across BYU Sports Nation? Yeah, so um, I committed on a Thursday, and I had Coach Pope came and visited me um, the Tuesday before, and we went and had some dinner and went to Costa Vida. Um, talked a little bit, and one thing that he he said that stuck out in my head um, that I always had in my mind after even after I committed to Ohio State was um, 
would you rather have a chance to get to the final four or get to a national championship with guys you've played with and you're familiar with and at a school that shares your religion and stuff like that and you have family close by or would you rather go to a place further away where you're not familiar with the surroundings don't have really family ties stuff like that so that always stuck in my head to, to, to understand that um, but the guys we have um, after we get back off our missions and everything with TJ and Nick and Eric um, Jake Dalton all those guys we have a really good shot um, at, at making a run and doing something special here and that that would be special because BYU's never made the Final Four. I think BYU has the most appearances of any team in NCAA tournament history without a Final Four appearance. Mm-hmm. But that's part of the conversation with this with this group moving forward is you can do something that's never been done here. How did how did that weigh into your decision? Um, I weighed in a lot. I mean, to understand the the caliber of players that we have coming in. We I mean, to my understanding, we BYU hasn't had four or five star recruits. Um, in in its history, they've had two three star recruits, and it's just a testament to the coaching staff of how well they've developed those guys. I mean, Jimmer wasn't ranked, um, and not that rankings really matter, but to see his progression now he's in the NBA, it's just a testament to Coach Rose and his guys that they develop players who maybe aren't on the radar as much as some others, and they get they get wins. You're headed out on a mission to Panama in I believe about a month. You'll return for the 2016-2017 season. How much have you thought about that team and the specific possibilities of playing with guys like Eric Mika and Nick Emery and TJ Hawes, yourself, of course, Jake Tools and Kyle Davis? How, how much thought have you put into to what that team could really do? I've, I've, I've thought about it a lot. I mean, they have the, the spreadsheet that I've seen a couple of times, and they have it planned out to 2021. And I've got it right in front of me, baby. And it's, <laughs> it's amazing to see that the, the guys will be on missions then the guys that'll be here back back here, um, and when you when Dalton was on here, you kind of laid it out and 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 gave us the lineup of what it was going to be and the understanding of, like I said, the possibility to do something that's never been done here with those guys. Um, and like Dalton said previously, they've they've been they've been into the national level. They won a national championship at Lone Peak, so they they understand the pressures um, and they come through and get big wins. I want to ask you about. Uh some of the other guys on that team as you as you look forward. Uh, 2016-17 is going to be interesting because I've got the following on the team. Emery, Calvert, Chapman, Haas, Bartley, Toulson. I want to ask you about him in a second. Mm-hmm. Worthington, Mika, Nielsen, Eights, Hartsock, Shaw, Davis, Dastrup. That looks like one of the most talented teams ever. You guys will be back from your mission. Do you, do you expect that season, six months off a of mission, to to start to dominate as as you guys are these. It'll be the T.J. Haas, Eric Mika, Dastrup, Toulson, RMs. Mm-hmm. I mean, did, do you expect that season? Okay, we're going to jump into it. Oh, yeah. Or is absolutely. it going to take a little bit? Yeah, I, I mean, I think, well, the deal is is that we're, I think some of us are planning on getting home a little bit early because I leave in July, so I'd be getting home in July, so I might come home a transfer early or something so I can get back sooner, get my legs underneath me and stuff like that, get conditioned back in shape so that when the season comes we can dominate and do some things. So you're ready to come back and go to work. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, they have the model of that through Tyler Haas, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, And Kyle Collins. And Kyle Collins. It's almost silly. It's like almost unrealistic to be like, okay, then you come home and then you dominate, and then it's like, <laughs> hey, it takes some time, you know? Exactly. It, do you have a plan on your mission to how you can try and stay in some kind of shape in Panama? Yeah, well, I, so like I said, I conditioned this morning with, with the guys and stuff and got a workout in, and then I talked to Bob Medina the strength coach, um, and he's going to give me some stuff tomorrow. Um, just basic things. I mean, 
stretching, cardio stuff, plyometrics that I can do without weights because in Panama it's probably not realistic to have the stuff that they have here. You don't want that when you get transferred to. Exactly. So <laughs> got to lug that stuff around. But so just some basic things to, to keep my body right, eat healthy, um, give some dietary stuff because down there it's not, not as um, processed and stuff like that. So that's, I mean, dirty carbs, all that thing, all that stuff. So um, just some basic things, like I said, um, to keep my health, my, my health up and my body in shape. BYU basketball signee Peyton Dastrup with us on BYU Sports Nation. Are you officially listed at six feet ten inches? I am. Okay. And I'm about two sixty. Two sixty. Two sixty. You gonna you gonna add weight on your mission, or are you gonna lose a little bit of weight? I'm um, guessing I'll lose. I'm <laughs> guessing I'll lose. So that's that's why I've been planning on trying to. I mean, since since the season, I I mean, I worked out once, sure. twice, three times a week, and then we get some shots up here and there. Um, but I would continue to eat the same amount. I just wouldn't run it off during practice and games. So um, I'm about, yeah, I'm about 260 and stuff like that. So I'm trying to gain a little bit as much as I can so that if I lose on my mission, I can come back and I still have stuff to work with. What do you know about Panama? <clears throat> it's hot and it's humid. Okay. That's a start. I, it was funny. I was. I speak Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. I was. Um, Coming home from St. George, and my call, so my call got there to my house on a Saturday, and I was at a camp um, in St. George, and I was coming home Sunday, and as we were probably 20 minutes away from my house, and I was just like, I just don't want hot and humid. And <laughs> hey, you have one of those in Mesa right now. Exactly, yeah. and oh, so and on. one of the guys who used to be my bishopric was like, yeah, they kind of export hot and humid from there to every. It's like the birthplace <laughs> of hot and muggy. <laughs> so. Well. I know that, but I'm I'm really excited to get down there and and, and serve the people. I've heard her really good things about um, the people there, and I'm just really excited. Can you describe your game? Because I have these crazy visions of you and Eric Mika just dunking a lot <laughs> in 1670. Yeah. Um, so I I guess I could describe my game um, a stretch four a little bit. I mean, I have a little bit. You can shoot. Uh huh. I can shoot the three. Um, I'm pretty consistent. I mean, I need to work a little bit on it because playing in a high school gym where the walls are 15 feet away and then having an arena where there's Wide no, open. nothing but, but right. fans and stuff. So um, probably need to work on that a little bit more. Um, I rebound pretty well. Um, a good passer out of the post. I've been, I've been a credit to, to, to being able to do that well and been, um, been able to work with some guys to help me develop that. So overall, I'd probably say I'm a stretch four with, with a decent back-to-the-basket game. Um, like to set screens, physical screens, just to to help the other guys get shots and stuff like that. Um, then a rebound pretty well also. So rebound, face up game in the post. Um, a little bit of back to basket can shoot pretty good. Um, just overall trying to be a team player and help the guys. So it's, it, when it's you <clears throat> and Eric Mika as two of the guys, mm-hmm. uh, do you do you see both of you playing the four, or would you guard the five? What do you think? Um, I'm not sure. I probably. Um, I don't know. I may I may play the four. I may play the five. I mean, we could switch off a little bit. Um, I'm sure one of the things Eric might do when he gets home is work on his shot because uh, <laughs> <laughs> his his, his post up game is really yeah, good. Yeah, his post up is really good. He's You're right. Yeah, he I mean, not a shooter. I know. He like he said. And that's know. fine as long as you have a post score uh-huh. in the game. Exactly. That's great. Yeah. And I mean, we basically, can... I was asking who's bigger and stronger. Basically, is what I was asking. Um, I may be a little bit bigger now, but. I don't. We've only gone up against each other one time, so I guess it's kind of hard to say. So. Who won that matchup? Uh, he did. Oh, he did. Yeah, it was okay. my first year at camp, and he and TJ came down. And he 
caught a lob in my head, but <laughs> it's okay. But you're a better he shooter. Is your, he is hey. a year older, yeah, but exactly. you're a better shooter. I want to know the best <laughs> basketball moment that you've had, like a play or a highlight or a dunk. Is there something that you're like, oh, yeah, that, that's the best thing that I've ever done on the court? Uh, best basketball moment. Um, I'm trying to think. There's a few. I've had a couple of good posters. Okay. Um, there was one this summer where um, got an, got a defensive rebound, drove the lane, um, went behind the back, and took off on a kid in Vegas and put him on a poster. Oh yeah! <laughs> so that was pretty good. Is and there then, video evidence of this anywhere, Peyton? Um, I think there on my on one of my videos on YouTube. There's it's somewhere. I mean, I there might have there, then there was another one where I just ran the floor. Kid found me, um, went up in the lane and just rose up on a hand and, and hammered it on him, but. This is good. Is there anything better than than seeing that? I mean, that's that. that we, you and I Jake, just have to watch. I know. <laughs> we I just know. have to watch. I, before we end, I want to ask you about Jake Toulson, uh-huh. also a dude from Arizona. No one really talks about this guy as one of the elite players, oh, but yeah. he put up like some thirty and twenties. Oh yeah, right. He, twenty boards, thirty points. He he killed it. I mean, he he's going on a mission. He's as going. Well. On, he left this morning. Virginia to go to Virginia. Yeah, he's he's going Mexico wow. City, so he's there. Gonna get there today. I went to his farewell on Sunday. It was really good. Um, but yeah, he um, he's an amazing player. I mean, he's started fresh, started varsity all four years. Um, this year we played each other in the state. It's in the uh, state final, well, not state finals, the state tournament mm-hmm. um, at his place, and he dropped forty three. Oh, and lost. Oh, and so I mean, it's just a testament to him. I mean, he's an outstanding shooter to range. Um, can finish really well. Has worked on his post game, so he. I mean, he just uses his body. Six five, six five, about like two thirty. Um, I don't know if he's lost or gained, but that's that's what he was. So, wow. um, and we've we've developed a really good friendship. We played club together for the past three years or so, um, and and got to know each other really well. So I'm just I'm glad to have him coming up here as long as as well as all the other guys. Um, so yeah. He's like, the guy that I'm like screaming like, okay, he's the one you're not talking exactly. about. He's and the he's dark horse. Fantastic. He's the dark horse. He's nobody's so nobody's gonna know him and he's going to come out and shock the world. BYU basketball signee Peyton Dash upon BYU Sports Nation. We Speaking have a tradition. I'm guessing because you've watched the show and you're familiar, you know what you're supposed to do right now. I am. Give us your autographs. You, Add to it. You're Herbie Hancock. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Tommy boy. I got you guys. Tommy boy. You you are a devoted fan and we yes, welcome let's, you, Peyton. Let's give you mission karma. Yes. Can we do that? Can we give BYU? Yes. BYU Sports Nation karma now transferred to Peyton May you Dasher baptize thousands for his mission. <laughs> I'm, you have a tw- you have a presence on Twitter, so everyone go follow Peyton Dastrup on at Twitter. P Dastrup, yep, at P Dastrup. And, and I'm guessing when you signed to play at BYU, you were flooded, flooded with tweets. I I'd assume so. I mean, it was it was funny because when I committed to Ohio State, I was at about 990 followers, and I dropped to like 970. Okay. <laughs> and I and I was getting stuff like I mean stuff from Ohio State, stuff from newspapers, and then after I decommitted. Nobody knew until I signed. So I decommitted and called Coach Pope and Coach Lacombe and Coach Rose, who were in Palo Alto the day before they played Stanford. And I was like, hey, I'm switching my mind. Let's do this. So they kept it on the DL. And then once I signed on Wednesday, it went crazy. I gained like 400 followers or something like <laughs> awesome. that in awesome. 12 hours. But um, not that that's all important, stuff like that. I mean, I'm, it's great to be a part of the BYU program and great to have the following that we do. So I'm just excited. Peyton, great to have you, man. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we head back to the football topic. You punt, you die. James Dye joins us. This is BYU Sports Nation. Love me some James Dye.
BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. You can follow us at Spencer underscore Linton and at Jerem Jordan. Hashtag shave the mustache. That's what they say. Hey, BYU Football Media Day is coming up June 23rd. BYU Sports Nation will be live from 12 to 2 Eastern time, a two-hour edition of the show, Monday, June 23rd on BYU Football Media Day. Cannot wait. Our Twitter question today, how will BYU Hoops' non-conference schedule help or hurt their chances in the next season? At Beck to Harley BYU, we told you this. He said a strong non-conference schedule only helps, especially when you win. There yeah. will be plenty of opportunity for the Cougars Mostly to do win. That's yes, what it is with basketball. Mostly win. Just win basketball games. Joining us now, one of the most exciting players to ever wear a BYU football jersey. Maybe the most exciting. His name is James Dye. James, the 1996 season was when I felt like I became a diehard, true blue, can't lose BYU fan. And, uh, and you are a huge part of that. How much contact do you keep with those guys, and, and how often do you think about that 96 run? Well, first and foremost, boys, thanks for having me on, uh, on behalf of all of us 96ers from that year. Um, <laughs> I, 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 you know, life gets so busy, and the, the amount of time that has passed, I mean, over a decade, almost two since that team and uh, those successes, uh, every now and then through Facebook, through social media, we all reach out to one another. And um, I just spoke to Dennis Simmons uh, last week. Uh, funny story, he was actually in my stomping ground, my neck of the woods in south-central Los Angeles, uh, sitting with my high school coach, uh, who is uh, quite the choir boy, if you guys catch my sarcasm. <laughs> and uh, uh, he uh, he told him that he played with me at BYU. And uh, next thing I know, I'm talking to uh, Dennis, who works for Washington State. Uh, he's a coach there, and I'm talking to my high school coach, and it has been eons, or had been eons since I had spoken to him. Uh, but it's funny how, you know, six degrees of separation in your circles, your centers of influence uh, cross paths with people that you know. And so um, I talk with – at random times, I talk with just about everybody, from Will Snowden to Elon Edwards, uh, whether it's running into Chad Lewis. Uh, or someone when I'm in va- on vacation in Utah, we all kind of uh, our, pa- our paths always cross um, one way or another because of familiar stomping grounds. And that 1996 season just etched in the memory of a lot of BYU fans, considered by many the second best uh, season in BYU football history. Among those uh, notable events, the 97 Cotton Bowl, you caught a touchdown pass in that. But you were really known, at least to me as a, a young kid, as a, as a kick and punt returner. Four punts for touch, a touchdown, one kickoff for a touchdown. Uh, what kind of influence do you think you had on BYU football as a returner? Uh, well, when you go back and watch the, the film and take and tape, and I like I let fans and commentators and others who break it down really give that finality as to what my uh, what my value was to the team and the program, and I guess from a historical context, uh, I let you guys uh, give that that stake and claim. I can't tell you this: I had a great time. Coach Edwards gave me an opportunity to show take, showcase the the blessed talents that I had, and. Um, you know, playing in front of 65,000, being ranked on national TV, silencing the naysayers week by week, and we're still working to do that and continuing to push forth that work. But being able to do that in a BYU Cougar uniform and and and, and really realize the blessings that the Lord has given me uh, really resonates to this day, to the fact that we're on the phone right now, we're on the radio, we're on our TV network, I guess you could say. Um, a lot of things have happened, and I'm just uh, happy to be a part of it. And even 
more uh, humbled and an honor to be uh, mentioned 20-something years later uh, in, in the same breaths of individuals like Vaisika Himmler and, and Steve Young and 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 uh, Steve Sarkeesian and you, you name it, all the guys that have that have come and been great. Um, I, I'm glad to even be considered within the breath of uh, that conversation. The Die legacy will now continue at BYU. Your son Trey has committed to BYU and will enroll in classes this fall. What kind of a game does Trey bring to BYU? He brings a game uh, similar to mine, except uh, on steroids. Really? <laughs> uh, but not literally, yeah, right? <laughs> No, not literally. Okay, just Figuratively, sure. not literally. Uh, his game is beefed up. He's bigger, stronger, faster, smarter. That's what our kids, children should do. They should precede us, right? They should get better than us. Um, he's taken whatever talents I've had, had and what was passed on to him, and he's basically taken them to the next level. I mean, obviously, um, he's been tried and uh, true, uh, tested, and baptized by fire in Texas football, the highest level at 5A, um, 5A football here in the state. and. We made it uh, to the quarterfinals, uh, lost by five points, I believe it was. I may be uh, within stone's throw of uh, of actual points, but uh, five points to the eventual state championship at 5A Division II. Um, and we gave them a run for our money, uh, for their money. So uh, just give you an idea of, of the ta- uh, the type of the caliber of uh, – of competition he's played in, and I mean he's a state player, uh, you know, one of the state uh, top running backs, uh, one of the top uh, athletes in our area in our region. He's bringing speed, quickness, size, confidence, the ability to learn and adapt and play real time within a, a spread for a spread offense. Um, being able to uh, get into a system where I know BYU is working to have these fastest um, snaps or plays per, from yard from line of scrimmage. I know we were, what, top five last year. I, I don't really know where we ranked it, but I knew we were top five as far as uh, number of plays, number of snaps on offense yes. um, that we got off as a school. And that's what uh, that's what he's been doing. That's the offense that they've been running here, variation of our browsers, uh offense from Baylor. And so he's coming in with the knowledge and the understanding of uh, the offense and what they're trying to do. And um Kid has a pretty good smile too, so he's got his mom's best qualities. <laughs> okay. Okay. What has BYU told you, James, about uh, Antre, uh, about Trey's role this fall? Because I got the idea, uh, the perception from signing day that he'll be a receiver. Yeah, I I, I believe he's gonna if he does what he's supposed to, um, he'll be able to play similar to what he's been uh, doing at uh, Cooper um, High School here in Abilene, Texas, which is uh, featured uh, some time in the backfield at slot. Depending on the formation, the type of off, uh, defensive scheme they see, they may wide, put him at it wide out. So he's one of those uh, true-to-form athletes being able to play anywhere in a, in a spread-type offense or an air raid or a, a, a hybrid. Uh, now they, now they, these uh, offensive schemes are all fused and meshed together. He's going to be able to fit perfectly in that system because of the level of competition he's played at his uh his ability to learn that type of offense and, and his ability to make plays, BYU wouldn't have recruited, recruited him and given him a scholarship if he wasn't able to. So he'll be able to come in and play in any of those different facets in that offense and, and give them some production. James Dion, BYU Sports Nation, former BYU wide receiver and returner extraordinaire. What was that experience like for you as Trey's father when BYU initially began to contact him about the, the prospect of him playing for BYU? What, what was that like for you? Well, you know, to be uh, 
humbled and honored to have a, a, a child of your own following your footsteps or even be considered for the opportunity and possibility to follow in your footsteps. I mean, it's it felt wonderful. I, I was just sitting down with Transom with his friends, looking through scrapbooks that um, my wife and my mom and my sister put together for me when I was playing. And um, when we beat the University of Utah that uh, my senior year in 96, um, in, in Salt Lake Tribune, I believe it was, we had a picture of me and Trey hugging one another when he was a baby. Uh, Trey came along my junior year. Mm. And um, it was just, you know, a surreal experience. And he just talked about that even close to the graduation. He said, you know, coming full circle, Pop, um, I'm graduating. I'm going to be following your footsteps, going to BYU. Um, and it, it just feels good. And we were just looking at that picture. It, it's, it's, a, it's a surreal feeling. You know, it's real, but it, it, it's something that you couldn't, I don't think you could really sit back and, and plan it and chart it and believe it's going to happen. You work towards it, but, you know, now it's coming to fruition. And uh, within a day or so, we'll be actually driving up there to drop him off. And actually, my taller, younger junior is going to be going to BYU's football camp. Okay, maybe another die in the mix. Who knows? Uh, James Dyer, some of you. We're so politicking for it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, does Trey have mission plans after the season, James? Um, as of right now, he does not. Okay. Um, he's going to come in. He's planning to whatever type of mission work, whatever type of uh, influence as far as spreading the gospel, he's going to uh, use whatever tools he has to do it here <laughs> stateside or uh, while he's playing. Um, keep in contact with friends that are non-members but definitely are interested in the church. He had an opportunity to baptize one of his teammates when we first moved here, cool. um, help spread the gospel that way. So although he's not going to be going on a mission, he's certainly going to be working to spread the gospel. Fantastic. James Dye on BYU Sports Nation. You punt, you die. Okay, here, here's the thing. You live in Texas. We've talked a lot about Texas high school football. The hot topic this week has been BYU wanting to go to the Big 12. Bronco Mendenhall came out and said, we would love to be in the Big 12. With you in the state boundaries there, what's the perception of BYU as an independent and their desired inclusion in the Big 12? I think we've always uh, – it's always been kind of out there. It's been a little of a subtle – um, issue with us, you know, we would love to be in the conference. We'd love to be in the Pac-10 if they expand. Um, what was it? So a couple of years ago when they took TCU prior to doing that, I know there were um, some considerations, a great deal of consideration with BYU, but in the twilight hours, um, you know, the, the you know, obvious decisions were made to take TCU and whatnot. So I think Broncos basically just sitting down with the Power Five and uh, conferences really aligning themselves with uh, cross rivalries and, and playing within their actual uh, conferences uh, based on divisions. I think Broncos saying, "Hey, look, it's really time for you guys to consider us. We have a lot to offer, um, more than your middle of the road and and lesser opponents in your own conference. I mean, you, in fact, you got teams that are eating from that table of, of, of ref share that aren't really contributing. So, you know, stop listening to those naysayers that probably don't want to chop up the pie and let us come in, but really think about what we're bringing to the table and, and how we can align with you guys and, and help you out. Um, I think from, from a standpoint here in the state, I mean, I think anywhere you go, some people like us. Most people don't like us, and they can't figure out why. They can't give you a valid reason. They just don't <laughs> like us. And, mm-hmm. and, um, and that's always going to be there. But uh, like you guys said before, you know, if you win – when take, winning takes care of everything. Charlie Strong kind of has felt that with the, the, his recent hire at, at Texas and Ray McComb coming out and saying he probably wasn't the best suitor for the position. His response to that was winning takes care of everything. And I think for Bronco, he's going to back up what he's saying with 
that credo there. If we win, then nobody can deny us. If they deny us, then they, they look like fools. But we have so much to offer to any conference um, or uh, even staying as an independent. We offer so much to them as a, an opponent, which is why I believe Texas and UCLA uh, continue to come back and play us, even with Notre Dame, because we are a viable opponent and we do have a history uh, and tradition um, and honor. <laughs> so, nice. Um, I, I, yeah, you see that you like to plug there, but um, <laughs> but I, I think uh, here in the state, I, I was reading some information and kind of talking to some individuals, and uh, the word is, you know how words are until it actually becomes something final. Um, they're not really interested in us, but I, I think that's probably a little smoke and mirror because they're going to have to uh, make a decision with these Power Five conferences all going to uh, 12, 14 teams. So uh, I, I don't know if they're going to really, in my opinion, take uh, the Big 12 Conference serious without being able to at least have 12, uh, or 12 members in there. Right now they're at 10. So who knows what will happen. I, I think we wait with bated breath and we actually get a little anxiety in waiting because in this society, in this day and age, we like to get our information now. It's like Verizon, get it now. We want to know what's going on. Win football games. Make yourself – a financially be so good they can't, uh, they yes. can't uh, avoid you. School, that, yeah. that is right. James Dion, BYU Sports Nation, former BYU wide receiver and returner extraordinaire, father of BYU football, commit a guy who will uh, enroll in classes at this fall, Trey Die. James, I know a lot of people across BYU Sports Nation are interested in what you're doing right now, so can you give us a, a brief 20 to 30-second life update on, on what's happening in the Die family? Um, yes, you know, father's six, um, Five boys, one little beautiful redhead girl. Uh, I got a, a senior right now that's, well, graduated a freshman coming to BYU. I got a senior here um, at Abilene Cooper High School. Um, we'll be playing his final season, so hopefully we can send him that way. I uh, moved uh, to uh, Texas a little over three years ago to become a teacher and a coach. And I coached at uh, Lone Peak High and was uh, set to uh, coach at uh, Mountain View before moving out here and uh, become a teacher. I'm a middle school teacher right now um, working with the feeder program, Madison Middle School, that goes into Cooper. And uh, I'm also part of that program, that uh, coaching staff up there as well. And, guys, I'm just having a blast. I'll tell you what, watching 19, 22,000 fans in a crosstown rivalry, um, obviously I played in, 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 large, into a, in a larger capacity as far as college football and pro football is concerned. But I'm watching my son's eyes get, uh, the whites of their eyes get as big as eggs when they see all those fans <laughs> come to see them play and watching games weekly on TV. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a lot of zealous here in, in the state of Texas when it comes to football. And I tell you what, it's infectious. You, you catch it. You love it. And when you hear his head coach, Todd made us sell the middle school parents and tell them to get ready to buy lifetime tickets for high school games and foaming at the mouth and steaming your ears steaming from football, man, you, you really buy into it really quick. And I've heard it for three years, and I still get sucked into it. James Dye, great to have you with us. One of my favorite memories ever is when you returned a kickoff for a touchdown and dove into the stands. It was worth every one of those 15 yards that you got penalized for. <laughs> yeah, we, I'm glad we, spot, we, we we had a pretty good lead on Rice. <laughs> it would have cost us the game. So. Hey, James, great to have you Wonderful with us. Wonderful conversation. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you again soon and look forward to seeing your son Trey up here in Provo. Hey, fellas, thanks for having me on. Up next... Big deal, no deal on a number of topics, including BYU's non-conference basketball schedule. 
Maybe we'll talk more about Trey Dye and what he's going to do. Who knows? And Napoleon Dynamite? What the? I like this your BYU Sports Nation. The Larry H. Miller dealerships are proud to rise and shout with the Brigham Young University Cougars. And with thousands of vehicles to choose from in person and online, backed by 46 dealership locations across the nation, your local Larry H. Miller dealer is ready to help any fan with their next vehicle. Because whether you're changing your oil or even your car, we're all about helping. We have 46 dealerships in the nation with many brands, and we've been serving auto needs for over 30 years. Larry H. Miller dealerships, driven by you. DocuWare is designed for simple, secure electronic storage and retrieval of business documents. Available at Les Olson Company. Your business empowered. Sandwich sliders. All made with Rhodes Warm and Serve Soft White Dinner Rolls. In your grocer's freezer. Simple things that make life better. Rhodes Bake and Serve. From the air, the evidence is clear. Platinum Roofing, Waterproofing, and Energy constructs roofs designed to save energy. Platinum employs sustainable products and practices in creating roofs that can reduce businesses' energy consumption and carbon footprints. Cool roof technology employed by Platinum Roofing reflects solar energy back into space, which can lessen the impact of global warming. Platinum Roofing, serving California and the western United States. Learn more at PlatinumRoofingInc.com. Facing fierce resistance, America takes the war to the Japanese. Allied forces island hop across the Pacific, and General Douglas MacArthur returns to the Philippines. But how long could the Allies wage war on so many fronts? Let's take a ride. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, sponsored in part by National Processing, credit card processing for your business needs. BYU Sports Nation is on demand. Uh, you can go to BYUtv.org slash DVR or BYUsportsNation.com. Depends on if you want the video or just the audio. Twitter has just been hacked, but uh, send in your tweets anyway using the hashtag <laughs> BYUSN. Yeah, Tweet deck is weird, man. <laughs> People are retweeting like a heart. Yeah, someone. I think some of my some numbskull out there got deleted. The Napster got in there. Oh man! How will BYU hoops non-conference schedule help or hurt the Cougars this year? At Trevor underscore Linton, somebody I may know, uh, says, (laughs) "Just like just like it can help (laughs) us, all the home games can hurt us if we don't take care of business. Twenty-five wins at minimum to dance." They got in with 23 Ooh, last year. I think year, 25 the, is too high a number. But the schedule was really hard last year. So maybe. I think it will be similarly hard. Do you think I, BYU can win 25 games this year? Yeah, I think yeah, they can. That'd be 25 and they're 6 home. in the regular season. They're home, though. Like so, those non So that means you're going like. You're going uh, 16 and 2 in conference because you play uh, 18 games, 9 teams. And then 10 and 3 in non conference or something. Is that it a big solid? deal or no deal? Let's decide. Big deal. No deal. National processing sponsorship of Big Deal. No deal is a big deal. Nice Credit change. card processing for your business needs. Thank you. I caught myself after <laughs> I said deal pickle the first time. Um, number one. Linton. Big Clinton. deal, no deal. BYU will play no non-conference road games outside the state of Utah. Big deal because... 
you give yourself a way better chance to win those crucial non-conference games if you don't have to travel a long way. BYU went a ton of miles last year. They went to Massachusetts, for crying out loud, to play in the Hall of Fame Classic or whatever it was against UMass. The fact that they don't have to travel a lot and they will be close to home will give them a great opportunity to succeed in 2014. I'll go no deal just because, yeah, sometimes you just don't travel out of the state of Utah for true road games. BYU's still playing road games on the road in neutral site. Like the Maui, that's tough enough. Like that, that can surely replace any tough road games BYU would play like at UMass, which actually was neutral but it was in Massachusetts. Last they got their biggest win of the year last year on a neutral court against Texas. Maui, baby. That's why it's no deal. You're not playing any r- true road games outside of the state of Utah? Whatever. You're crazy. Number two. Loco. Big deal, no deal. Taylor Sanders signs a pro contract in Italy. This is a big deal because Italy is known for high-profile volleyball, and Taylor's going to get paid. He's one of the best players on the planet. He's the best in the NCAA the past two years. He's one of the best volleyball players in the world, that's a big deal. On this planet, at least. I'll go no deal because I expected this. I knew that Taylor would sign some awesome contract in Europe and he would play. In the a, Sanders are sending you hate mail right now. Well, they're not. They, <laughs> we are friends. <laughs> Nosotros amigos. Yeah, I, I'm really excited that Taylor's going to play at a really high level because he deserves it. I can't wait to watch what he does internationally, especially with Team USA. Again, they play this weekend in Chicago against Serbia and World League. <laughs> okay. Uh, do we have time for another one? Probably not. Okay, yes, one more. Let's go one more. Number three. Big deal, no deal. Happy birthday, Napoleon Dynamite. Gosh. Yes. <laughs> this is a huge deal. Give me some of your thoughts. Ten-year anniversary. Ten-year anniversary for Napoleon <laughs> Dynamite. They unveil a bronze statue with the entire cast, and they all look fantastic compared to what they did in the movie. Jared Hess, BYU grad who directed it, has this massive beard. <laughs> It's, it's awesome. I love it. I think it's a big deal. They made that film on four hundred th- with 400000 bucks and made like $44 million or something. Oh. The most famous movie made by a Mormon BYU grad. Tom Cruise director. saw that movie in the theaters twice. It's one of his favorite movies. No kidding. Seriously? Yes. Everyone knows that movie. Up next, the Cougar Whip Around. We continue really intriguing discussion about BYU Hoops' non-conference schedule. Oh, yeah, we had James die, too. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. And we're back. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan Three, hanging two, out. One. You know what time it is, dude? Time to count down to Connecticut. Oh! Countdown to Connecticut. 79 days. Dang it! <laughs> we practiced that. We're gonna, 79 days. We're going to skip the whip. We're out of time. I do want to mention track and field, by the way. The NCAA championships begin today at the University of Oregon's famous Hayward Field. Six Cougars in the competition. You can watch stuff on ESPN3 today. Good luck to them. 79 days 79 away. 79 days. It just gets weird. 79 days. Yeah, that's it's all over the place. Got hey, weird tomor- quick. Tomorrow on the show, Chip Brown, a guy who is deep in the heart of Texas football and a blogger for Horns Digest. I mean, he's, he's one of the guys. Also, Lynn Holtzman, the new West Coast Conference Commissioner. She will join BYU Sports Nation to talk about the direction of the WCC. Who gets a rise and shout today? Peyton Destrup. Yeah. Might as well say James I, too. But, yeah, good luck to him on his mission. He was fun to talk to. Glad to have him uh, as BYU Cougar in 2016-17. How will, BYU, how will BYU Hoops' non-conference schedule help or hurt the Cougars this year? Let's get a couple of more tweets. You got tweets. 
at first underscore Schmitty. Non-conference will do the same for BYU as last year. Quality losses are better than blowout wins over nobody. That's true. Play meaningful <laughs> games and win. But let's win some. Yeah. Thanks to our guests today, Peyton Dastrup, James Dine, and everyone on our crew. Follow at BYU Sports Nation on TweetDeck if it gets rid of that virus. Yes. Episodes of the show on demand at BYUSportsNation.com every afternoon and on BYUTV.org slash DVR for Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. Shout out to Mike Regal. You remember yeah. him? And Jaren Dabney. James Dye and guys. Mike Regal were awesome. BYU Sports Nation back you to punch, work tomorrow. You die!